Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. We are coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. So grateful that you're listening to our program. Excited to bring it here to you on today's show. We've got a lot of things to discuss in the sports world. It has been very busy in the college basketball landscape with conference tournaments. Baseball is back. We'll discuss that and more throughout our show here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Joining me on the program today, Ryan Lavoie and Brooks Childress. We've also got high school sporting events taking place later today. So going to have a lot of people out and about doing various things, but excited to bring you a brand new edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show here on Thursday, March 10th. Ryan Lavoie. How are you, sir? I'm doing well because baseball is back. Yes. Um, that is breaking news as of about 30 minutes ago. Uh, the union and players are tentatively agreeing. The owners are going to meet to ratify it at about uh, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern this evening. And once that is ratified, the, the league year begins, and that means free agency begins immediately. And going to walk you through a few things here. So with the start of free agency – you're going to have deals being done very quickly. Uh, the, the calendar is not pushed back much in terms of games. We'll get to that in just a second. So players and teams are going to need to agree on contracts in very short order because here on March the 10th, I can tell you that we are less than one month away from the proposed opening day. And so not only is spring training going to be abbreviated, uh, these camps for spring training might open as soon as tomorrow. And, and players are going to need to be in their new spots very quickly. And so I, I don't think you'll you'll go more than this weekend without knowing where the likes of Freddie Freeman is going to be next year. I think you could know that. Um, you might know some tonight. I think you will certainly know a lot throughout tomorrow and throughout the weekend. And so this will happen very fast. It will be like NBA free agency. The start of the season right now is supposed to be, I believe it was either April 6th or 7th, uh, is when the, the right now it looks like opening day will take place. And so they're basically uncanceling the last couple series that they canceled. The first two series of the season are, are still – not scheduled to happen as, as scheduled. Can't can't reach that goal. But April, I think, 7th will be the opening day. And so what they will do, because they will have only missed six or seven games for most teams, they will play all 162 games. And they will do double headers throughout the season to make up for the, the, the couple of series that every team lost. So they will play all 162 
Those doubleheaders will be nine innings, so not the seven-inning doubleheaders that we saw some during the pandemic. Nine-inning doubleheaders, full games, and most notably, no more start on second base in extra innings. Regular, full, no one on base innings of baseball in extra innings. And so a lot of information there. Uh, there are other rules in play that will change. It, it uh, seems certain that the designated hitter will arrive in the National League and will be something league-wide now. There are other proposed rule changes that the league will reserve the right to make a change for in the next 45 days for the 2023 season, such as bigger bases and most notably a banning of, of the shift, also a pitch clock as well, but banning of a shift, which we'll talk a lot about throughout, I imagine, next year or two as they decide whether that's going to be a permanent rule or not. Um, and so there is a lot here, and it happened very fast, but the great news today is we have baseball again, and we have baseball very quickly. I can't think of a better way for Brooks Childress to receive that kind of news on his birthday, and he will join us later, uh, that baseball is back. And so a lot of people, we know a lot of Braves fans here in this part of the country. This is Braves country. And I know a lot of people that have tickets to games, whether they are in the first weeks of the season or in the summer months as some of the American League teams come in here to Truist Park. And a lot of excitement around the office today, a lot of excitement throughout Braves country. And if this April 7th is correct, then the Braves will start at home this season. They were originally supposed to be out in San Diego, um, originally supposed to have some road series to open up play. Right. And they will now be starting at Truist Park to defend their World Series championship. So Still so cool to say. It's, it's a beautiful day for Major League Baseball. And for a lot of teams, their rosters are going to change very quickly and rapidly and you know, we'll, we might have news to update you tomorrow, yeah. uh, but it'll come at you quickly as far as these free agent signings and, and baseball, most importantly, is back. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show, 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at one 888 Tiger 9. Auburn Bank is our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. Exciting day. So thrilled that baseball is coming back and that we get to see the Atlanta Braves back in action defending their World Series title. We obviously hope that a man with a large frame who wears number five on the back of his jersey bats left-handed, typically three or four in the order, sometimes two for the Atlanta Braves, that Freddie Freeman is a part of the team going forward into this upcoming season. The Braves had a lot of successful outfielders who are in free agency mode right now to figure out where their next step will be. So a lot of questions still to be answered about Braves baseball going into this upcoming season. All right. Also on today, uh, we want to talk about what's been going on in the college basketball world. Ryan, we have had some thrilling finishes in conference tournaments. Yeah, I mean... it. We talked about it yesterday on the show with Tim Gillespie a little bit and how these tournaments, this March Madness, yes, March Madness is the term for the NCAA tournament, but if you want to be literal, March Madness starts 
when you start with these conference tournaments. Sure. And that's because a lot of teams are playing their last games of the season. Just like in the NCAA tournament, everyone that loses, they're done for the season. A lot of these teams, they have to win their conference tournaments to get in to the NCAA tournament, to continue to play basketball. And we've seen today a couple upsets. We've seen a couple games be nail biters, a couple scares. Um, You know, Duke surviving a scare against Syracuse. Syracuse season now over. Providence. Has survived a scare to Butler. Butler under 500. Their season is over. And we saw um, close ones like TCU defeating Texas, ranked Texas in a close game, 65-60. We saw what's going to be most notable to Auburn fans, uh, Texas A&M and Florida play an overtime game, a crazy game in which Florida came back, never led in regulation, came back, hit a game-tying three, A&M couldn't score, and then go to overtime and – Florida takes a brief lead, but A&M answers. Florida ties it, and then A&M hits a, for all intents and purposes, buzzer beater uh, with .3 seconds, .4 seconds left. So um, that game was unbelievable, and it, it just goes to show you there's a lot of entertaining college basketball this week to warm you up for the big dance. For our March monthly predictions, Ryan, as we do over the years, we've made predictions for these conference tournaments who would win them at the power five level also at a conference usa this season and we look at the women's teams uh, and their tournaments that take place as well and uh, i just opened up the app myself to check some scores i did not see this score that is so insignificant in the sports call auburn realm of things but it's a college basketball score that is just eye-opening to me so i'm going to give it some love here in the big 10 tournament today iowa defeated northwestern 112 to 76. Would they bring back all the best of teams like Luca Garza? Because you're right. We have seen just incredible basketball beat. The shot making down the stretch in Florida and A&M and for Florida to come all the way back and tie it to force overtime was phenomenal. But then you look through the scores and that is a Northwestern team that trailed 64-31 at halftime. They were down 33 at halftime and then lost 112 to 76. Well, you know, offensively they got better in the second yeah. half. The defense not as much, but um, yeah, crazy results happen. Obviously, the victor not being crazy, but how that game was won by by so many points. I mean, there's games all over the place that even look like you know, if you want to talk blowouts, I'll give you the LSU just destroying Missouri right now in the SEC tournament. Yeah. Uh, Kansas destroying West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament. But if you want to look at another upset alert, number two Arizona, we talked about them as a one seed, only up three on Stanford at the half. Stanford's a team that will not qualify for the NCAA tournament at large. They will have to win their tournament. Might not even make the NIT. It'll be iffy. And they're only down three at the half. Now, you know, still got a long way to go, but – it goes to show you that these teams they play with a sense of urgency, and, and no one te- team, for the most part, has an overwhelming crowd advantage. So it's not like you're going into a tenacious road environment for most of these teams. So uh, a lot of these teams are are playing some of their best games of the season, desperately trying to extend their season. You can't blame them, and you appreciate that effort. It's happening in the ACC with Boston College right now, tied with Miami with six and a half minutes to go. Boston College ain't making any kind of any postseason tournament. But they are trying to make the semifinals of the ACC tournament. So 
Um, it's it's really fun to watch all this stuff, and we've been hooting and hollering in the office way before we knew baseball was coming back. Yeah. And we were just going, oh, I mean, over <laughs> and over again at the TV screen since right. we walked in this morning. Uh, I'm excited by everything that we've got to discuss on this program. I'm excited to celebrate some birthdays after this next break, and then uh, even more so excited to keep moving forward. I'm seeing one more thing in the new CBA that I was not aware of uh, a little bit earlier, but we see this at the uh, basketball level. You see it in soccer, certainly, but also being passed is jersey and helmet advertising in this new collective bargaining agreement. So we've gotten used to that in sports, but you never know what <laughs> what kind of an advertiser is going to be on the side of your batting helmet now. And, and I will say, you know, your first instance to that for, is to think, man, everything's for sale. Gosh, they're going to taint the uniforms, that sort of thing. But, you know, most of these leagues that have added it, it, it really has not been an eyesore. It really has not looked as bad on the uniform as at least I thought. I know when the NBA did it, I was very concerned about sure. it. Um, and I think a lot of their – I think part of the deal is they make their sponsorships blend in. Right. You know, you don't have like this, you know, white team right. that, that then all of a sudden has a, you know, purple logo. That just I mean, jumps you know, out. Yeah. Way, or, 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 or that it's really large to the point where it overwhelms the rest of the jersey. So – as long as it's not in taking up a third of the uniform, I mean, I, I think it'll blend in, and over time we won't even notice it that much. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 888 9 to be a part of our program as we go to our first commercial break during today's program. You're listening to Sports Call. you want to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au now back to more sports call with jj jackson and the guys Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson inside the studio today with Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress. Happy birthday, Brooks. Hey, thank you. How are you today? Uh, a lot better now that we have baseball back. It was a... Uh, Pretty good birthday gift. It was it was a rocky roller coaster, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we were sitting in here watching basketball. Right. And the, the Florida, the, the Duke and Syracuse game was pretty good for a little bit. And then the, the Florida and Texas A&M game was uh, elite, is how I would describe it. Right. And then you start seeing all the... During the middle of all the craziness of that Florida-Texas A&M finish, you start to see all the tweets coming out from all the, the experts and saying that you've got... Hey, they may have an agreement. Oh, but, you know, these Mets players are wanting to vote against it. And it was this whole back and forth of, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And we have baseball. We will have baseball... This season, we will have, I think they're still trying for 162 games. Um, yeah, it's so exciting. That is probably one of the greatest birthday presents you could get. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, we want to offer a congratulations to Tyler Smith, who won some tickets for the Auburn and MTSU series on yesterday's show. Brooks Tyler came in to pick up those tickets That's right. earlier today. So, again, congrats to Tyler 
for winning some Auburn baseball tickets listening to the show. Yeah, I'm going to say thanks for listening to the show. And that's how you get those tickets. We give away uh, baseball tickets all season long. Which so. is pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, make sure you keep listening to our program. We'll also have other giveaways. Uh, so stay alert and be on the lookout for some of those things. All right, let's uh, do this. Let's celebrate some birthdays. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. All right, Birthdays in Sports here today, March 10th, 2022. Brooks Childress celebrating his birthday. I don't know if that should be considered in sports, but all right. Turning 27. Let's He's go, on Brooks. a sports talk show. You're a sports guy. True. Do some play-by-play commentary. I, I am, you know, a utility man for the Thunder Chicken softball team. And a utility <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, you play pretty much everywhere the season, right? Who was the big... Like, there was like a utility guy that used to play for the Braves that was kind of a bigger build guy. It wasn't that long ago. Was it Brooks Conrad? He wasn't as bigger built. He had muscles. You know, he was played it second, third, and short. Kevin no, Euclid no. didn't play for not the Braves. Not Euclid. Who's he, Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes was an outfielder. He was yeah. big. I'm trying to... Eric Hensky was like Eric, a first baseman pinch hitter. He played a little outfield Matt, from yeah. time to first, time. Diaz? First base and outfielder. Matt Dias was outfielder. primarily in the outfield. The only real, like the only big time utility guys I'm thinking of are Omar Infante and Martin Prado. Brooks Conrad was. Well, let's he go play, with Conrad. He played let's all go the with Brooks Conrad. Yeah. Let's go there. Except for first. Let's go there. The bigger build threw me off. You yeah. know, he's got some muscle, but I see him as more of just a smaller infielder. That's well, what threw me off. Yeah, he's not only like. I know. Yeah, he's not yeah. Prince Fielder. I know. I just didn't know what you meant by that. I don't know what you meant by that. Uh, you're turning 27, Brooks. Yeah, that's right. You played catcher for the Thunder Chickens, right? You had at least an inning behind the plate, I, I believe. A couple games behind the plate. Yeah. You played some infield. Yeah, short. I believe, was it short for a game? Didn't you play two? second base? Mm, maybe. I know I was at short. I know in the first game you were in the outfield. Yeah, that was disastrous. <laughs> he really is a utility player, Ryan. Well, you just named off several pl- yeah. positions was, that uh, was, Brooks was there. And then there was one or two games I was just like the designated like on-base getter. Right. Because I could walk. Are the Thunder Chickens going to play again in 2022? I don't know. Do we, do we have to go through a CBA agreement? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was owed some candy bars I, I want to play, but we'll have to see. All right, March 10th birthdays. Justin Herbert turns 24, a quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, and he is in solidarity. a native of Eugene, Oregon, played football for the Oregon Ducks. He's won Rookie of the Year in the NFL, and he's already a pro bowler. Happy birthday, Justin Herbert. San Diego Chargers in solidarity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Rod Woodson, turning 57, a former NFL defensive back. Woodson played college football at Purdue where he mostly played corner, but he moonlighted as a wide receiver and kick returner in his final game. He had over 150 yards of offense, recorded 10 tackles, and forced a fumble. A three-time All-Big Ten selection, two-time All-American, a two-time All-American at Purdue and track and field as well. The Steelers selected him 10th overall in the 87 NFL Draft, and he played in the NFL for 16 seasons. An 11-time Pro Bowler, a two-time NFL Interceptions leader, six-time All-Pro, one-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and a one-time Super Bowl champion. Rod Woodson is a member of both the College Football and Pro Football Hall of Fame. Happy birthday. A lot of accolades. I thought you were going to add in there one-time Hall of Famer. I'm like, well, it's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah. But I guess he's in multiple halls. Yes. Uh, Matt Kenseth is turning 50, a former stock car driver. Kenseth began racing in Wisconsin at age 13, went pro by 16. 
He joined the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 1997 and joined the Cup Series in 2000. He would race at the highest level for the next 22 years, competing in 697 races. He was a 2000 Cup Series Rookie of the Year, had 39 wins, 331 top 10 finishes. Matt Kenseth is 50 years old. He's 50? Yeah, I... You know, he he was a quality driver. He got started a little later. Sure. His, uh, you know, rookie of the year in 2000, so that puts him late 20s instead of early 20s as a rookie. But quality driver for a lot of years with Roush, uh, at that time just Roush Racing, now Roush Fenway, uh, driving the 17 DeWalt car, and then later uh, went to Gibbs and drove the 20. He did backflips out of the car, right? That's Carl Edwards. Oh. Carl Edwards, yeah. Oops. But McKenzie uh, was a really good driver. You know, 30-something wins is solid, but really he was just a guy that you felt like he was going to be in the top 10 every uh-huh. day and, and be a quality, have a quality finish. And as you said, 300-something top 10s in yeah. his career. So he uh, he was a quality driver, and he did some commentary in the Fox booth the other week when they were out uh, in Fontana. Perfect. Happy birthday, Matt Kenseth, turning 50. All right, final birthday for you today in the sports world. Zach Levine turns 27 years old. A guard for the Chicago Bulls, Levine was born in Seattle, the son of an NFL player and a professional softball player. He was Mr. Basketball in the state of Washington and attended UCLA. He left the Bruins after one season, drafted 10th overall in 2014 by the Timberwolves. Now playing for the Chicago Bulls, he's been a two-time All-Star and a two-time Slam Dunk Contest champion. Happy 27th birthday to Zach Levine. That makes me feel bad. I was about to say, so, Brooks, of all the birthdays here you're sharing with, who are you most proud to share a birthday with? <laughs> Justin Herbert, Ron Woodson, Zach Levine, Matt Kenza. I mean... You and Zach Levine are the same age. Yeah. Though that exactly. just makes me feel bad. That I'm not, <laughs> He's a two-time slam dunk contest champion. Yeah, and I have a five-inch vertical. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Justin Herbert. I could go with someone that's be fully loaded in a in a Hall of Fame, but I like Justin Herbert, and I think they're I think the Chargers are coming to play the Falcons this year in Atlanta, so that may be uh, some of the tickets that you look, may be looking at. Perfect, happy birthday I can to everybody him. here on March 10th. I can go roll, roll down to the sideline and yell, "Hey, we have the same birthday." That'll be a moment, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll I'm look, sure he'll just ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Brooks. Hey, JJ. Happy birthday. Thank you. Let's take a commercial break. Your phone call is coming up next here on Sports Call. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
Welcome back into Sports Call WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson, Brooks Childress, hanging out with you in studio as uh, we're all over the place. I said people will be coming and going throughout today's show uh, as we've got a lot going on. Smith Station Baseball today. We've got Beauregard Softball. We've got Tiger Talk on Tiger 95.9 FM right after this on today's show. So be on the lookout for all of those fun and exciting things. All right, Brooks. We need to go to the Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today during our show, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Joining us now is our very good friend, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve now joins us. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Children. Yes, sir. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Brooks Children. Well, happy birthday. To you, a war damn happy birthday, Mr. Brooks Childress. Thank you so much, Steve. That ARP card membership will be coming to you, man. <laughs> as long as I can get the discounts. All right. Okay, well, uh, we had a debate yesterday, apparently, if you were going to be turning uh, 27 or 64. So I didn't know which one uh, you were going for. Well, I, I did start the day by turning on the TV and The Price is Right was there, so I started watching it. So uh, that, I don't know if that gives you any clues. Okay, that's not good. You need to stay away from those kind of shows. You know, only retired people watch those game shows. I mean, Drew Carey just sucks me in, man. Okay, all right. You've got to let Grace uh, you know, uh, light you up a little bit. Get out some more. <laughs> I'll do my best, but listen, if, if I can get the showcase showdown correct, it, it may keep me coming back. Okay, all right. Well, I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your uh, special day. And uh, moving on, guys. Did y'all happen to catch that wild overtime game with A&M in Florida? No, we we were watching it in the office. We had it on. Everyone was crowded around the TV. My goodness, what a finish. And that three-pointer at the last seconds uh, by A&M. So, speaking of A&M, guys, uh, you know, we only played them once this year, and we beat them in February. I think it was 75 to 58. Yep. So, guys, uh, how do you see us matching up this time uh, with this uh team. I think of as the as of the or between the two that it was could have been Florida or Texas A and M. I think Auburn's a much better matchup against Texas A and M than it was Florida. I think majority of the folks in the office were kind of you know watching it, hoping that Texas A and M was going to pull it out because I think that you you know you watched the last the, the two games against Florida and even though Auburn won one of those, uh, you I think you saw that Florida had some better matchups for uh Auburn than Texas A&M does I think Castleton versus Walker Kessler as we saw in that last uh that last game in Gainesville was a problem and uh, I think that when you saw even though it was one game against Texas A&M I think right now you look at it I think Auburn and Texas A&M are the better matchup when you look at uh when in terms of Auburn and I think that's strictly because of the Castleton factor right in that front court for the Auburn Tigers I don't think Auburn is as intimidated at all as uh, the front court that Texas A&M offers so what do you see as being the keys for this team tomorrow uh, to come out with a win? Good guard play. I think that's the biggest key is, is you got to have good guard play. I think that wins, and uh, we, we've talked about on the show, that wins in March is having good guard play. So if uh, Zepp Jasper and Wendell Green can step up and have a really, really productive game, I, I think that that's going to be one of the biggest keys for Auburn to beat Texas A&M tomorrow. Okay. Uh, let me. I have three keys. Okay. Uh, and I hope they all come true. One is we have to improve on our rebounding, both offensively and defensively, because we've been not doing that well, uh, especially on offensive rebounds, right? Yeah. 
All right, second key, uh, we're going to need to share the ball more. Um, those that people have been, you know, not really passing around, they just take wild shots, you know, instead of looking to see that the best shot, you know, that they've got or somebody else might have a better shot. And I want to see the turnovers be really, really no more maybe than, what, 10? Because we're having like 14, 15 turnovers, haven't we? I think so. So the, 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 those are my keys. If we can uh, get those under control, then uh, I think we should come out with a win. Now, I have not seen any lines yet. I've been looking for them. What do you think uh, Think is going to make the line? Um, I don't know. I, I, I would say just, you know, after what you saw that first game was, I'd say nine or ten points Auburn favorite. That I'm much. terrible at making picks at the, in terms of a line. So I don't know, Steve. Okay. I thought maybe around six to eight points uh, since it was a tournament. Uh, so, guys, uh, I just saw and you just announced that Major League Baseball will be returning. When do they start? Uh, I think the, fir- the spring training, first spring training games are going to be next Friday, and then the opening day is going to be – April the 7th or 9th, somewhere around there. Do they intend on having the complete games, or are they going to just go ahead uh, and be short in season? No, I, I think that right now they're planning on 162 games. Okay. Speaking of baseball, we pulled out one uh, last night. It was a struggle. Yeah. Tennessee Tech, I mean, that should have been that difficult, should it? Uh, I mean, you, you, we talked with uh, Kevin Ives earlier this week, and definitely it's a team that Auburn, you know, definitely should beat. Uh, but, you know, it, it's baseball. It's college baseball. You saw Alabama lose to North Alabama last night in the uh, in, in college baseball. Uh, Matt Braga, who was briefly on the Auburn staff uh, before the season started, is now the head coach up there at Tennessee Tech. And they've they've always been a, a pretty decent uh, a mid-major team in baseball is Tennessee Tech. And, once you get, catch them in the midweek when you don't have your top, you know, weekend starters going, and it, it can get kind of hairy, but definitely a, a team that Auburn should beat. Well, you know, it was three to nothing forever. Yeah. And finally, we started getting uh, some hits and people on base. Uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, that'll that wake uh, the team up. Yes, sir. Now, this, this weekend, uh, we're playing uh, who again? Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, okay. That should not be a struggle, should it? Uh, I mean, it, it depends on it, – it's a team that Auburn should take two out of three, if not sweep the series. It could be a struggle, though, because Middle Tennessee is one of those teams that, uh, you know, they're in the Conference USA. They're they're pretty good. They challenge for the tournament quite often. And uh, I think, you know, outside of that, that Texas series where you played the three Big 12 teams, this is going to be the best team you're going to see in the non-conference before you hit conference play for Auburn. Okay, and softball. Who are they playing? They open up with uh, the SEC turn or the SEC schedule with Texas A and M. Oh, that's at home though, right? It is. Uh, what, are they ranked A and M? A and M is not ranked. Okay, so we should get them. I, th- I think it is safe to say, if you are an Auburn fan, that you should expect Auburn, the Auburn, this Auburn softball team, to take two out of three from Texas A and M this weekend. Okay, um, you guys going to either the games, baseball or softball? Um, not in an official capacity. No, there. They, we, some someone could uh, attend a game this weekend on as a uh, as a spectator, but I had nobody's going in official capacity. Okay. Well, uh, I have uh, run out of uh, Petra Bisball, so <laughs> I'm uh, hoping I'm going to have to you know cold turkey uh, these uh, tournament games uh, with Auburn, and uh, I I'm just hoping our team you know is ready for each opponent. 
guys, who do you think we're going to, uh, if we win tomorrow, uh, who do you think would like to be our opponent on Saturday? So you look at it, it's Auburn and Florida, or no, not Auburn and Florida, Auburn and Texas A&M tomorrow. LSU, and then it would be LSU and um, who was the four seed? Um, gosh, I can't remember this right off the top of my head. Well, they just played Alabama. Yeah, right? that's on the other side of things. It would Who's be Arkansas. I, I would say, right now, I would Michigan say State's playing somebody. Who are they playing? Um, I don't have it right in front of me. I would say right now, if you if you told me who Auburn should expect on Saturday if they were to win, I'd say Arkansas. You should expect to see the Arkansas Razorbacks. Good. Uh, I think we have a uh, a payback. Yeah, I, I think that's what a lot of Auburn fans want. In fact, I was really pulling for Florida because I wanted to beat them after that uh, debacle of a one-point loss to them. Right. That's okay. All right, guys. Uh, believe it or not, I've run out of stuff except one. You know, uh, this does have to do with sports. And I don't understand, you know, uh, what's happened with uh, the, the WNBA uh, lady, uh, Greidner, over in Russia. Brittany Greiner, yeah. Greiner, yeah. Uh, do we know any updates about you know her whereabouts? Because all I've been reading, no one knows where she's at, uh, where she's been jailed. Yeah, I haven't seen any updates on that. We're trying to follow it, but you're right, Steve. I haven't seen many updates. And it sounds to me she was uh, set up. I mean, drug smuggling, really, uh, with some kind of cannabis oil. Right. A wild but, story. A wild story, indeed. And I, I wouldn't put it past them to have uh, set her up for that. Right. No, it's uh, it's right. it's definitely a tough one. Did you enjoy the final hour of our show yesterday, Steve? Uh, yes, I did. Because we were all uh, over the place, man. Yeah, a lot of laughs. <laughs> uh, you, you did me because I usually go all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Animal Kingdom fun facts, man. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, you, you know, you have so much fun sometimes. I wonder, gosh, you know, what does it take to get a job like that where I can just, you know, actually uh, enjoy looking, uh, going to work every day? Right. It is enjoyable, that's for sure. Hi, guys. Uh, time enough uh, for me to stop rambling. Uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll be uh, shouting uh, War Eagle uh, after a good win. Amen. We'll find out. All right. Uh, my time is up. As always, I thank you for the time you give me. And uh, have a safe afternoon, guys. So until tomorrow, War Eagle, and uh, enjoy the rest of your birthday, Mr. Brooks Children. You deserve it, man. Thank you so much, Steve. All right. And uh, tell Grace... I appreciate her putting up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, too. All right. Talk to you more, guys. All right. War see you. War Eagle. Retired War Dam Steve joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 First hour moving along here on the show today. Give us a phone call. We would love to chat with you. Hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU. JJ Jackson and Brooks Childress back after this. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
All right, here we go. It is Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with the birthday boy, Brooks Childress, celebrating his birthday today. We're talking about a lot of things that are going on in the wide world of sports, and Brooks, Auburn plays Texas A&M tomorrow in basketball. That's right, opening uh, game for the Auburn Tigers in the SEC tournament. Quarterfinals quarterfinals i think it's the matchup as we talked about with steve that matchup that a lot of auburn fans would have rather seen rather than go up against the uh, the florida gators and then uh also for the auburn tigers you get a team that's coming off an overtime game and a highly emotional overtime game so i, I think that plays in your hands a little bit too you got some guys with some tired legs maybe but then again it's also march and we've seen a lot of games come down to the wire here so far in these conference tournaments and it's a very still really really early so this is setting up to be a wild one are you looking for a sure bet at what's going to happen this month well then don't listen to these guys it's sports calls monthly predictions on the eve of march 1st 2022 we submitted our march monthly predictions here for sports call and uh, we were asked who wins the sec men's basketball championship among our staff, only two people did not select the Auburn Tigers as Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy picked Kentucky, which was a fair pick. Uh, Kentucky's been really, really good this season, but everybody else selected the Auburn Tigers to win the SEC title, including you, Brooks. Yeah, I mean, you can't. they're the number one seed. You look at uh, what they've done all year. They've they have tripped up on the road a little bit. We talked about that with Justin Hokinson earlier this week. Uh, make sure you go find that interview on the uh, Sports Call podcast feed. But um, yeah, I, the the thing though is, like I said, they they tripped up on the road a little bit in conference play. But you're not playing on the road technically. You're playing in a neutral site, and you've already played in this arena once this year. So you kind of have a, an idea of how it's how the arena plays. You're going up against teams that you've already at least played once. Some some instances, you you know, you could play a team that you've played twice, um, and it's it's a it's a it's setting up for a, a spot that if Auburn can get hot, they can make a big run. And I, I think that you know they they've got the best team in the conference right now, uh, and the only team that I think can unseat them could be the Kentucky Wildcats. But on a neutral court. I think that that Auburn team is going to that Auburn the Auburn fan base I should say is going to pack out Amelie Arena and make it basically like Auburn Arena South. Who will win the Big 10 men's basketball tournament? Predictions for Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio State. Brooks, you said Wisconsin, I said Illinois, Ryan said Ohio State. The three of us were on our own for those selections, but Purdue and Wisconsin shared a portion of the Big Ten title this season. Wisconsin had an exciting victory over Purdue last week. And, uh, yeah, the Big Ten tournament is always really good because that conference is always so good throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've already seen a couple games today. Uh, Michigan got beat by Indiana already today. We You talked a little bit earlier about that uh, Northwestern-Iowa game that was just absolutely insane. Uh, Iowa coming, coming and winning that game. What 112 points? 112 to 76. Just, just unreal. And those the top. I think there's three teams that can win this big the the Big Ten tournament. Tournament. I think Purdue is the third of those teams. Even though they've been you know top yeah. five all year. I said Wisconsin and Purdue shared the regular season title. Uh-huh. Wisconsin and Illinois shared the title. Purdue one game shy of that. So I picked Illinois. You picked Wisconsin to win the tournament, and they both shared that Big Ten regular season title. But I, I think you see the over the last, you know, month or two of the season, 
Purdue, I don't think they're, they're, they're a good team, but they've got some problems, and I think that's going to keep them from making a deep run in the, in the, in the Big Ten tournament, but also in the NCAA tournament. Wisconsin's a, a good put-together team, um, and that, you know, obviously that's who I picked. I think it's going to be hard to stop Illinois, though. Illinois has just been good for a couple years now with uh, Kofi Cockburn, and it's just it, it's it, it's going to be a ba- it's going to be a battle if those two meet in the in the uh, finals. Who wins the ACC men's basketball tournament? Everybody picked Duke, and now I'm terrified. <laughs> you scared the the, uh, yeah. the the curse? I mean, we were scared today. Talking about the uh, the Duke Blue Devils and defeating Syracuse by 22 and a half points on average in their two meetings this season. At Cameron, Duke won by 20. At Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, the Blue Devils won by 25. Today they won by nine, but free throws kind of extended it. It was a three-point game with just over a minute left. Jeremy Roach had a three-pointer to make it a six-point lead, and Duke never looked back from there. But uh, yeah, everybody thinks this Duke basketball team who won outright the ACC regular season championship will win the tournament. And, you know, we had to make these these predictions before March 1st because that's how our monthly predictions works. I think that that North Carolina game last weekend exposed a little bit of Duke's weaknesses, and I, I think that the other teams in the ACC took uh, took note of that. But you look at their Duke's path to the, uh, the ACC title game, they had to go through Syracuse, which yep. you would have thought would have been an easy win, but then – Jimmy Beheim just absolutely went off. Yeah. Just put what twenty eight points up or After something like Buddy that. After Buddy got suspended yesterday, that was the big story. And and now you go on to play either Boston College or Miami. That game has just gone final in overtime oh because of course, of course it did. Miami won by two. Boston College, if they would have won, thirteenth seeded Boston College would have played their fourth game in four days against Duke. But now it will be. One seed Duke versus four seed Miami in the semifinal. So I still think, you know, you look at it, even though Miami was one of the top four seeds in the tournament, I think that Duke handles them fairly easily. And that, that coasts them into the, the, the championship game uh, this weekend. I think their biggest threat is if they run into North Carolina again in the, yeah, in the no title doubt. game. But you've all, you, I think you're going to have a team, a Duke team. If you had that, I think you're going to have a Duke team that's got revenge on their mind because North Carolina just walked into Cameron Indoor Stadium, yeah. beat Duke on Coach K's last chance. And this could be Coach K, if they meet again, this is, could be Coach K's last chance to ever play North Carolina. And I think that they're going to, the Duke team's going to rally a little bit. I think it's going to be, it would be close, but I, I just don't see there's a team in the ACC right now that in the tournament Duke would lose to. North Carolina beat Duke by 13 at home. Duke, in February, beat North Carolina by 20 in the Dean Dome. And here's the college basketball stat for folks out there about Mike Krzyzewski's Duke Blue Devils Brooks. At home, they lost three games this year, which is really surprising to lose that often at Cameron Indoor. On the road and in neutral sites, neutral site wins for Duke over Kentucky and Gonzaga in the regular season. Duke has the number one offensive efficiency in college basketball and the number eight defensive efficiency when they play on the road and at neutral sites, which is what you have to do in March. That's right, because you don't get to play any at home in March except for maybe one at the beginning of the, the month. But like I said, I don't think right now, in, left in the ACC tournament, there is a team that can beat the Duke, the, the Duke team if they play up to their full potential. And I think if they, the only team that can beat them is North Carolina. But 
I think it's a uh, if you run into North Carolina, if you're Duke and you run into North Carolina in that title game, you've got revenge on your mind. Coach K is not going to want to go out a loser into Carolina, and they're going to play their hearts out for for Coach K in that last one. Who wins the Big Twelve Men's Basketball Tournament? Baylor and Kansas. Baylor and Kansas, and uh, that's our most popular picks. Was anyone else picked? No, it was either Baylor or Kansas were all the picks I th- that were submitted. I think that you know. Uh, not I say it's an obvious March is nothing is ever obvious in March because we had a 16 seed beat a one seed a few years ago sure um, but you know you you look at how the big 12 shaped up there's a lot of good teams in the big 12 they're going to be have that's a multi-bid league obviously um, but as of a couple days ago Joe Lenardi had Baylor and Kansas on the one line so I think that it's it, it's either team could win I, I think it's just who comes out and plays a little better one one team is a the defending national titles, the Baylor Bears. I think the biggest key for Kansas, if they were in the game, would be uh, Agbaji. Yes, is, is if he plays well against Baylor. I think that that's going to be the X factor if they meet in the in the title game. Uh, Kansas right now with 11 minutes to go in the second half, winning by 18 over West Virginia. Still to come today in the Big 12 tournament, Baylor taking on Oklahoma. Uh, moving on, it's our monthly predictions. It's conference tournament week. Who wins the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament? We had one selection for the Oregon Ducks. We had two picks for USC. And then we also had multiple selections for Arizona, who is currently ranked the number two team in all of college basketball. Arizona leads by one. Just one point lead for Arizona with five minutes to play in the quarterfinal. Who are they playing? Stanford. Okay. Duke's already won a game. They won yesterday. They play again. Uh, well, I say it's in thirty or thirty minutes. I think they're supposed to tip at four thirty, depending on how this game, the Arizona game, goes. But you know, uh, you look at the the Pac twelve. It's always an open. You know, that that's always an open league. I think U, USC would have been one of the picks at the beginning of the year. To uh, USC and UCLA would have been picks at the beginning of the year to win the tournament. But Arizona come out has come out this season and played like a very very complete team. But now you're running into i.e. March, and you've got a one-point lead over Stanford. Uh, Arizona's on the one line right now. They're on the one line for a reason in, in Joe Lenardi's brackets. And uh, I, I think that if you if you did, if you you did picked Arizona or you picked USC, I don't think you can really go wrong either way. Yeah. I, well, you, someone's going to go wrong because right. that's how monthly predictions work. But I, I, who picked Oregon? Austin they, Scott. Okay. Because they had to play the extra day, too. They played Oregon too. State yesterday. Yeah. They, they had to play the extra day. So that, that'd be a big run for the Oregon right. Ducks to make it. But... I tell you what, they, they're always a team that you can look out for in March, too. All right, Brooks, we got 90 seconds to go here in the hour. Who wins Conference USA Men's Basketball Tournament? This is our last one here. North Texas, Middle Tennessee, UAB, the three picks submitted. And uh, you selected North Texas along with your friend Bill Bailey. Yeah, I mean, they, they I think they were the one seed in the tournament. They beat, uh, I think they beat UAB a, a few weeks back to kind of seal that one seed in there. And uh, Andy Kennedy's got a good squad in U- at UAB. I think next year, if they don't win the tournament this year, I think next year they're a team that challenges and gets into the into the NCAA tournament. I think they're a big player in the NIT this year. Um, but I think North Texas is, is just a little bit better right now in Conference USA. I, no offense to Ryan LaVoy whatsoever, our, our resident UAB fan, but I, I think that either of those teams uh, can can make a, you know, give you one of those Cinderella moments, uh, at least for the first round, if they either of them reaches the uh, 
the, the big dance. Our last conference tournament prediction, we'll talk about who wins the SEC women's basketball tourney. Yeah, no we one. talked about this on Monday. Everybody said South Carolina, no one. but Kentucky uh, won on a buzzer beater. So we all got that wrong. Credit to, South, to Kentucky. They played their hearts out. Ryan Howard wanted to go out a champion up there and... Uh, congratulations to her. She's she's got a SEC championship ring. She's got that automatic qualifier. About to be the number one pick. About to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And Robin you, Benton, former Auburn Tiger, as well. You beat a team that's could you know as a really good shot to win the national title this year. So get get you not that too SEC, shabby. Not as too you shabby would say. to go out in your final SEC tournament for Ryan Howard. Awesome stuff. That brings us to the end of the first hour of today's show. Alongside Brooks Childress. And Ryan LaVoy, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call is starting right now. I'm Brooks Childress. J.J. Jackson is somewhere in the building. He's handling company business. I'm now joined, rejoined, by Mr. Ryan Lavoy, he stepped out of the studio for just a minute. As JJ said, a lot of people filtering in and out. Ryan's going to go here in a few minutes and run some uh, run some boards for Smith Station Baseball this afternoon. Brant Daughtry will be on the call over on our sister station FM Talk ninety three point nine. Cam Barry, Tim Sin, Javon Cutler will be bringing you Beauregard Bait and Softball over on our sister station ninety nine point nine Kata Film coming up. About the same time, too. Both of them getting started about 4.45 with the lead-off shows, their respective lead-off shows. I am Brooks Childress, as I said, joined by Ryan LaVoy. Ryan, we're basically softballed you. You, you, you mentioned <laughs> this. You left, and then you came back. I'm so re-entering. You re-entered. 334-887-341. Locally, toll-free, one tiger 9 is how to get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Talk a little bit about Auburn basketball getting ready for Texas A&M tomorrow, a thriller in the SEC tournament to lead things off. Not so much of a thrill in the second game as LSU taking care of business against Missouri. Two more games to come tonight. Alabama will take on Vanderbilt. And then, who's the other game? Mississippi State 
will take on we're missing someone in the in the conference south carolina that sounds right yeah south carolina mississippi state also tonight chance to advance to the quarterfinals tomorrow auburn texas am already set up they'll face the lsu tigers or the missouri tigers will face arkansas the alabama vanderbilt winner will face tennessee correct and then no the, Kentucky. They'll face Kentucky, and then the Mississippi yeah. State South Carolina will face Tennessee. Yeah, Kentucky is the three, uh, Bama's the six, Vandy's the eleven, South Carolina the uh, Mississippi State's the seven ten. So they'll match up with two seed Tennessee after they were able to hold on against Arkansas. That game last weekend was uh, was surprisingly close. Not that you didn't think those two teams would be close, but because Tennessee was leading that game by 15, 20 points early on, and Arkansas went on a furious comeback to cut it to one possession, but didn't pull it out in the end. And so that game influenced the seeding. Those three teams, I think, all finished 13 and 5 in the league, 14 and 4 in the league. Um, Auburn obviously finished 15 and 3. So I think that makes everybody else 14 and 4. And it uh, it muddied up the waters there in, in 2 through 4. Uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas finished 13 and 5. Tennessee and Kentucky were 14 and 4. And I mean, listen to all the teams. You. Brooks, would you like to play a game and name the five teams that went nine and nine oh, in this league? My goodness gracious! I, I know Texas A&M is one of them, correct? Yes. Because I, I know that the only reason I remember I know that is because in his uh, post game presser with uh, Buzz, uh, Buzz Williams said that he's going to quote Coach Calipari and say anyone that goes nine and nine in our league should get in the tournament anyway. So is uh, pining for uh, yeah. to be included in the tournament. So I know Texas A&M was in there. So it would make sense that Florida would also be in there. Yes, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. They were we we. It was talked about on the broadcast for the Auburn for Auburn basketball and Auburn baseball last weekend. Um, is Alabama in there? They are. All right. Um, goodness gracious, South Carolina. They are. Mississippi State. No, Mississippi State's eight and ten. They're number, they're the ten seed. So, so you, you got A and M, Florida, Alabama. And you already said South Carolina. South Carolina. Well. So there's one more team. So this team will be in the NCAA tournament. Is it LSU? Yep. All right then. Lot of, lot, I mean, well that and that talks Very the quality muddy. of the league. You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of people talk about. We talked a little bit about uh, this in recent days. How many teams are capable of making the second weekend and um, you know being able to potentially make a Final Four run? I mean, I, I don't think that's exclusive just to Kentucky and Auburn. I think that Tennessee and Arkansas, with how they played recently have a have a fighting chance depending on how the brackets work out to go that far as well um, but the middle of this league was good it was re- really the only team and, and you could argue Missouri but the only team to me that really was just terrible and man that were they terrible was Georgia everybody else even Vanderbilt you had to pay attention to yeah. because of Scotty Pippen and, and Scotty had some 20-point performances kept them in games and I really feel like this league was just really good in the middle as well because, I mean, LSU, 9-9 nine and nine in the league, but they're surefire in tournament team. Uh, you look at how Alabama was 9-9, nine and nine, and Alabama had some of the best wins of any team in the country. They had randomly t- terrible losses. The Georgia loss inexcusable. That's only Georgia's only conference win, but then they also lost to Missouri. And I, I said Missouri's probably not that good, but Missouri picked up a couple wins too. So uh, the whole league – really was solid 
and it's why conference tournaments can be really exciting because you, you obviously neutralize the environment. You don't have 20,000 or 15,000 or 10,000 of all one team's fans, which helps a lot of teams settle down and settle in, and it just creates a lot of fun basketball. Up down that LSU-Missouri game currently with 2-12 to play in the game. It is 74-59, the LSU Tigers, number five seed in the SEC tournament, leading the number 12-seeded Missouri Tigers. If LSU, I say this lightheartedly, if LSU holds on to win this <laughs> game, they will play Arkansas tomorrow. And, and that'll be a nice matchup. I'm interested in that. And it's would, would it be the 4-5? Four yep, 4-5. Four 4-5 four seeds going at it. And then if Auburn were to get past Texas A&M tomorrow, they would have to play either LSU or Arkansas, whoever wins that game on Saturday in the quarter, in the semifinals. I have a feeling uh, – well, I mean, Auburn fans don't love Will Wade, but I have a feeling um, – I, I know who Auburn fans want to see in the semis out of revenge. I, we, I, I know who I want. I was going to say, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier with Steve on who, who we thought we would see on Saturday – uh, and I, I think right now you would have to give the favoritism to a little bit to Arkansas. They were they were the higher seed, uh, playing some good basketball down the stretch after starting what zero and something in, in conference play. Yeah, they lost first couple. They they had some tough times end of non conference start of conference play. They were not ranked. Um, they were not a surefire. I mean, I know fourteen fifteen games trying to talk about if they're going to make be an NCAA tournament team can be difficult, but they were not on pace to be a lock for the NCAA tournament after the halfway point of the season. And these last ten to twelve games, I mean, they not only did they become a tournament team, they became a team that can get to the second weekend and beyond. And their guard play is really good. Um, you know, Musselman has done a good job there. I, I know he rubs people the wrong way. I think he rubs me the wrong way a lot of times. But um, they, they've they built a pretty consistent program under him these last couple of seasons. And, man, they got red hot. And we'll see if that continues. LSU obviously played very well here against Missouri. Had a nice win against Bama to close the regular season. So I, I think that matchup is very interesting. Arkansas is still the better team. And so if you wanted to look at it, from the perspective you want Auburn to play the weakest teams, well, I think LSU would still be classified as weaker. But remember, their their record is probably worse than it should be because uh, Pinson and Days missed time, especially Pinson. Xavier Pinson missed several games this season. Days missed a couple. And so LSU probably would have a couple more wins if those guys were healthy all the way through and the continuity wasn't broken there. So LSU could be a little undervalued uh, as a double-digit loss team and 9-9 and nine and nine in the league, but I think Auburn fans all want revenge on that Arkansas game. And the way Musselman kind of acted. I talked about pe- rubbing people the wrong way. He was you know, going with the dance on the logo narrative, and it's like Auburn's not intentionally dancing on people's logo, That's and right. I don't know how many times we have to tell that. And, you know, I, I I don't love him for that. I understand being excited for the win, but you know if you were using that as material, then you, you can you everyone can use every Auburn game as material because they dance like that, home or away, every single game. So um, that game would be something, but obviously not going to count any chickens because Auburn's still got to get past A and M. And at tournament time, I get it. Auburn is 15 points better than Texas A and M. Does not mean it works out that way. We see upsets all the time. We've seen close games all week long so far. Stanford just took Arizona down to the wire and barely lost. Uh, and Stanford's not a t- NCAA tournament team. Texas A&M is fighting to get in the NCAA tournament. If they beat Auburn, they will probably make the NCAA tournament. That's a that's a lot of incentive to go out there and play their best 40 minutes. So I think it'll be a dogfight. Arkansas 
entered conference play at 10-2 and two on the year, lost three straight to open conference play, 81-68 to to Mississippi State, 75-74 to Vanderbilt, and 86-81 to to Texas A&M, and then went on a streak, and they won starting at January 12th. They won all the way until February 12th, which they lost the game right after they beat Auburn. They lost to Alabama 68-67, and then went on another run, won one, two, three, four, five in a row before losing to Tennessee on the final day of the regular season. The two games they played against Arkansas already this year, or two games Arkansas played against LSU already this year, Arkansas won the first meeting 65-58 to in Baton Rouge and then 77-76 to hmm. in Fayetteville. That is who the Close Auburn games. Tigers, either of those teams, the Auburn Tigers could play if they get past Texas A&M. But like you said, Ryan, you've got to get past Texas A&M tomorrow, and we'll talk more about that as we move along in a sports call on the other side of this break. We'll talk more about the SEC tournament and get more of your phone calls, 334-887-34, locally toll-free, one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. We'll be right back. Go some sports call. Sports call is on the air weekdays from three until six p.m. If you are currently driving in a four door sedan. Roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger Called podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. One place that it definitely can be found, like I said, everywhere. But Google Play, if you've got an Android device, check out the Google Play Store. There's a link on our Twitter right now for you to hit that and go directly to our Google Play link on the podcast to get the podcast on any Android devices. Make sure you go check that out. We had some great interviews earlier this week. You want to hear on three sports, Justin Hokinson's very own takes in the SEC tournament for Auburn. Got those earlier this week. You want to talk about some Auburn base, listen to some Auburn baseball talk. We talked to Kevin Ives earlier this week from Auburn Plainsman parking lot on Twitter, AUPPL. And he previewed last night's game against Tech, Tennessee Tech. You, you know, that's, that's not as relevant, but also previewed this weekend series against Middle Tennessee State. In Plainsman Park, big series, probably the biggest series outside of that Texas series where you played three separate Big 12 teams. You, this is the biggest series heading into for the rest of the season before you hit conference play. This is going to be the, the one of the most one of the more tougher teams that you're going to play in the non-conference season in Middle Tennessee. They're coming in. Auburn should take two out of three, if not sweep them at home. But it should be a really really big fight for the Auburn baseball boys as they continue their season. Congratulations, also. Uh, Tyler Smith uh, yesterday won those weekend uh, seats for Auburn baseball. Came by and picked those up today. Thanks for listening to the show, Tyler. Hope you enjoy all three of those games this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully you get 
Hopefully it's not an auto weather this weekend. I think there's still a chance of rain tomorrow. It's going to vary. I'll tell you that. Uh, tomorrow, what time's first pitch tomorrow? Six, I think. Gosh, I, my personal opinion, I would love to see the games get moved up a couple hours tomorrow, both baseball and softball scheduled for 6 p.m. here at home. Um, there's going to be some inclement weather coming into the Auburn area tomorrow uh, night. And I don't think first pitches would be in jeopardy, but especially when you're talking about the sport of baseball, it can be three, three and a half hours. The later it goes tomorrow night, the higher the chance of not only thunderstorms, but uh, Auburn is initially in a slight risk of tornadic activity, the two out of five standard risk from the National Weather Service. So that's not an uncommon amount of risk. I'm not saying everybody panic. I'm not saying that risk is is heightened and above average. It's the normal standard risk. However, until the dynamics of the storm start to fire tomorrow evening, you don't know how significant that's going to be, and that is going to be tomorrow night pre-midnight. And so I'd love to see these games get moved up a couple hours. But on the other side of that, as I continue my James Spann segment here, <laughs> is on the other side of that, so a cold front. And if you're in the city of Birmingham tomorrow – night into Saturday and your points north, you're going to get some snow. Um, and even they're talking now, they're scooting the line down for the chance of any precipitation of snow down to near Alex City now, potentially getting a tenth of an inch of snow. Um, and, and so it's not out of the realm of possibility. There's a few flurries changing over uh, past midnight. And the high tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday, is only supposed to be around 40 degrees so Sunday's going to go back up. Should be pretty nice. Should be upper 50s or so. But um, we're going to have a little bit of everything. Tomorrow, the beginning of the day, is going to feel great. It's going to be high 60s, mid 60s, and sunny. And then it'll just kind of deteriorate throughout the day um, and have this weirdly cold day. After we had 80 a week ago, we're going to have 40 on Saturday. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Be prepared if you're going to go to the ballpark, Auburn softball or Either baseball. One. Bring it all, just in case. <laughs> bring everything you got. I was going to say, first pitches tomorrow, both at 6 o'clock. Scheduled right now for 6 o'clock at Plainson Park in Jane B. Moorefield. Saturday's game, as you said, it's going to get a lot colder on Saturday. 2 o'clock first pitch for the Auburn baseball. 6 o'clock first pitch for softball, so a night softball weekend game. I think that's the first night weekend game that we've had uh, so far because most of them are Probably, in tournaments. Probably, yeah. If anything, you could say that Auburn, I think they've done like a 2-30-5 and five type of doubleheader over the weekend on a Saturday, but they've not had like a uh, – they've definitely not had a standalone night game on the weekend. And then Sunday, both games at Jane B. Moorefield and Plainsman Park. First pitch is at 1 o'clock. Also at 1 o'clock, I believe that's the exact same time that the SEC Tournament Championship would tip off in Tampa – if Auburn basketball were to reach that point. Auburn getting ready to face Texas A&M. We talked a little bit at the end of the first hour about our monthly predictions, about some of the uh, the predictions that we made for conference tournaments. Uh, me and JJ talked about it. Ryan, I want to get some of your thoughts here on some of your monthly predictions as we roll along here in the second hour. Uh, specifically the SEC tournament, because you were one of the only two, you and Tom Peavy were the two that picked Kentucky to win it all. Everyone else picked Auburn. Um, <laughs> that those were the only two teams picked. And I, I said in, when, when J.J. read that out, I said, well, I don't think you could have gone wrong either of them picked because both of them are really, really good. Both of them are elite teams in the conference. Um, I think it's justified not to pick Kentucky, I, I, or not to pick Auburn, because you've seen how Kentucky or how Auburn has played on the road this year, uh, especially the latter part of the conference season. 
Uh, but talk about why you pick Kentucky and what, what do you think about that Kentucky team? Yeah, so um, I think that the two teams are very close to each other. Um, Auburn has more questions, I feel, to answer recently just because they've had some of those road struggles and uh, haven't looked as crisp on offense, especially on the road, but even at times at home, like talking about getting ready to play Texas a and Auburn didn't play, even though it was in Auburn Arena, they didn't play a great offensive game in that game. I think it was 75-58, something like that was the final score, and Auburn had some moments even in that one where they weren't very uh, efficient offensively. So I-, I worry a little bit about trying to get all the mojo back. And then also Kentucky – to kind of enable struggles offensively, they're really good defensively. Kessler got the better of Chibwe uh, on the boards and, and, and or especially just overall matchup um, in Auburn Arena. It wasn't decisive. Chibwe got his numbers, but Chibwe did not have the same impact on the game that he does uh, quite often for Kentucky. But you can't overlook it, and you can get into arguments about if the outcome would have changed or not. I'm not interested in that at all back uh, talking about that game in Auburn Arena. But it is got to be stated that Ty Ty Washington on the floor for Kentucky makes them a much better basketball team. And it's got to be stated that Severe Wheeler, uh, their other guard that handles the ball a lot, is very important to the success of Kentucky. And so when they're out there with Kellen Grady, with Oscar Chibwe, that lineup is as formidable as it gets in the country. And they are on the list of four or five teams that I believe could be labeled the best team in the country. Kentucky is every bit in that conversation. And so uh, I just I think Kentucky has more to prove with those guards. They, they would like to send everyone a message by winning the conference tournament, by beating Auburn in particular, because they were so uh, in angst about not having those guys on the court for the entire Auburn game. Severe Wheeler came back, still played a good bit, but Ty Ty left and did not return after that late first half injury. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it means that Auburn wouldn't can't come back and win it if it happens again in the NCAA tournament. And I don't think it means that Kentucky is for sure better, unless of course Kentucky thumps them, then that would be a different conversation. But I think the edges to Kentucky because they've been a little bit more stable. I know they've lost a game or two. They, again, were still struggling with those injury problems at guard. And I just think Kentucky, you know, you you talk about trying to beat a good team three times, but even beating a good team twice in a row uh, is very difficult. And Auburn got that game at home. Like I said, the injuries happen. It's not irrational to think that the the score kind of shifts by another five to ten points when it's on a neutral floor. Kentucky awaits the winner of Alabama and Vanderbilt tonight. Game will be 25 minutes after the conclusion of South Carolina and Mississippi State. That game tips off about 5 o'clock this afternoon, Central Time. They play Tennessee, LSU. I I just saw on Twitter a moment ago, LSU has finished off the Missouri Tigers by the score of 76-68. to So Missouri Missouri came back and made it a little interesting at the end, but could not complete the comeback. So LSU will face the number four-seeded Arkansas Razorbacks tomorrow and 25 minutes after the Auburn and Texas A&M game concludes. 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Is that again on the Auburn Bank phone line? Tell us your thoughts on Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky versus either Alabama or Vanderbilt, Tennessee versus either Mississippi State or South Carolina, or if you want to talk some LSU basketball that just happened across the SEC tournament. 
tournament time in March. March Madness. For some teams, it's March Sadness. Especially for Missouri fans right now. But don't worry, you'll bounce back, maybe. Who knows? One of those years. We'll bounce back after this break. You're listening to Sports Call. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson alongside the one and only Brooks Childress on his birthday. And uh, boy, what a fun show we're having here today on the program. Happy birthday again to you, Brooks. Thank you, sir. Are you having a great day? Um, it was a good day. Uh, it was a good day until about two thirty ish, and then it came became a really great day when we got the words that uh, baseball was back. The MLB and MLBPA finally agreeing to a deal on the new CBA. So we only have to wait five years for you to do this all over again, folks. Uh, buckle up. Yeah, it's a, it'll be here before you know it again. And I think sometime very very soon we should get official word that it's been officially ratified and that it is passed and. I believe free agency is going to officially start tonight, later or probably within an hour or two. I think five thirty or six o'clock. That's going to get started. So, Braves fans, guess what? We got baseball back, but now get to start worrying about where Freddie Freeman's going to go. Is he going to resign with the Braves? Is he going to leave? Who knows? But I guess at my, uh, I'll be out eating dinner tonight at a local establishment. I'm going to have to. Uh, Try to refrain from checking my phone every 13 seconds because I don't think my fiance Grace would like that. But Freddie Freeman could be on, or is going to be on the market here and within an hour. We'll and see where he goes. There's been a lot of negative momentum regarding Freddie Freeman, right, Brooks? I mean, recently the biggest trends that we've heard is is that uh, his time in Atlanta is done, uh, which is really unfortunate. It doesn't seem like it's Freddie Freeman that's wanting it to be done, but no. it seems like the Braves are uh, a little cheap right now. Yeah, and it it kind of surprises me because you know you you look at what they you know they were able to put together a a pretty big. Uh, package there in the midseason and get some outfielders in and it looked like they wanted to pay some people and get in there and now that especially after you won a world series best time to do it is to start you know that that's the best time to pay someone and especially a, a guy that has been your rock through the uh, huge rebuild i mean freddie freeman's been there since what the late 2010s right um well not the late 2010s late 2000 going into the 2000s going yeah. into the 2010s uh, the, he was the, the he's been the bridge player from the end of the Chipper Jones era into you know through the the rebuilding years and into this new era of Braves baseball that brought them another World Series, uh, first one since 1995 and 
I'll tell you what. I I hope the rumors aren't true. I hope that you know Alex Anthropoulos and this Braves team can uh can find a way to re-sign Freddie Freeman and keep him in Atlanta for a while because I think he like you said I think he wants to stay. Uh, but I, I think that it it would just be a matter of are the Braves willing to pay what he wants and so that that's you know I hope they do because that if, as a Braves fans. I think that that's the rock. Him and Ronald Acuna Jr. are the two players that you don't want to see go anywhere anytime soon. Amen to that. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 9 to be part of our program. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Again, 334-887-3401. Or uh, toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine gave away some baseball. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm coughing. Baseball uh, gave away some baseball tickets yesterday for the game against MTSU. The series, I should say. Tyler called in and he won tickets to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Auburn baseball Brooks was in action last night playing in Huntsville at a really cool venue, and they had an eighth inning comeback to win the game by a score of four to three. Yeah, it it was a um, we brought it up. Uh, I believe Steve brought it up in the first hour with his phone call. It was a game you you think that Auburn should probably win, and they did win by one uh, one point. But it's a it's a team that Auburn should probably beat. Uh, and te- Tennessee Tech's a good team. They they gave Auburn everything they they could handle. It was a, apparently a really good crowd up there at uh, Rocket City Trash Panda Stadium. Or yeah. whatever they call it Toyota Field. I think is, is what it's called. Um, but yeah, the the midweek you, you, you always hit those midweek games, and you think you know Auburn Auburn baseball. You look at how they played this year; they should beat everyone they play in the midweek this year. Um, there, there's no one that that stands out that's really really good uh, that they play in the midweek, and they play them in the midweek for a good reason. But you know, you you get into those midweek games, and you're not throwing your best pitchers. You're you're throwing guys that you're trying to get innings, uh, and guys that usually come out of the bullpen on the weekends are your starters. And so that kind of that kind of takes things back a little bit. And then also you're in a different you're in a different ballpark. Uh, Brad Law, I was listening to some of the game last night. Brad Law and Jason Caldwell did a fantastic job. But they mentioned it's some different sight lines because the only two places that Auburn has played this year so far have been Plainsman Park and the Globe Life Stadium. One of those is a dome stadium where you don't have any sight lines outside of the ballpark because it is the entire thing is a building. And the other one is uh, Plainsman Park, where you've got the giant monster in uh, left field uh, that you're you're looking at. And at that stadium, there's not a lot you could see forever beyond the, that outfield fence. So it, it's you know there's all sorts of different factors. Tennessee Tech is a is a fairly decent team. Matt Braga, who was uh, as mentioned in the first hour, was briefly with the Auburn staff. Used to be the head coach at Tennessee Tech. Was the head coach at Rice for a while. Came to Auburn for a hot second and then took the Tennessee Tech job again when it came open this past uh, fall or winter. And he he's done a good job uh, starting their season off well. Uh, he's a really good baseball coach. And it was, it, was a, it was a fight. And Auburn was able to fight their way back into it and get a win. And that's what's important. Even if it's a team that you should beat and you've got to fight your way back into it, That's that builds your team up for later in conference play, especially when you open up conference play next weekend against a top-five Ole Miss team at home. Right. You're going to have to battle back at some point in that series. I, the Auburn's not going to win that series from out front every single game uh, if they win the series, but you're going to have to battle in those in those SEC series, especially early because you've got you've got Ole Miss. I think Vanderbilt is coming up early in the, se- in, in the season. 
and it, it's it you're gonna have to battle some of this and that these midweek tests against teams like Tennessee Tech and uh, last week against UAB are the are the the games that you've got to be top notch and uh, you know experiment a little again Brooks this marks your 27th birthday and uh, we're celebrating your birthday with pretty good news today on the show it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah it has been a lot of fun 887-3401 toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine to be a part of the program do up next Russell from Auburn Russell has called into today's show hi Russell well happy birthday Brooke thank you so much <laughs> um, I, I hate to get on to you but <laughs> The next time I hear you say Auburn baseball wins by a point, we're gonna we're gonna come we're gonna have words I, face to face. I, I am so sorry. It's a run. It is a run. It, it's a run. I, I get, we don't score points in baseball. <laughs> we score runs in baseball. I get mad when people so, say that too. So I, I am do, so terribly right. sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I say it but, again, uh, Russell, you have my permission to come up here and reprimand me. <laughs> all right. Well, I may take you up on that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but. To say we should have won that game, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but Tennessee Tech was 10-0. and And I don't care who you're playing in baseball, to not lose a game out of 10 games is, is pretty darn impressive. Right. And even Butch Thompson said it in his postgame that that was the best lineup that they've faced all night or all year. And that's saying something considering they've played Texas Tech, and, and that's a top 15 team. So and, and won that game too. So Auburn baseball is looking really good, and not to mention, I, I don't know what what they play twenty something one run games and only one. I think there was twenty one run games last year and only won six. So to come from behind and win a one run game this early in the season like that away from Plainsman Park is a huge confidence booster for that team, considering what they went through last year. So I think that is a even though it was Tennessee Tech and you know we may sit at the end of the season and look at a Tennessee Tech team that was pretty darn good. Uh, so don't assume that that was just somebody we should just go beat. Not to mention, obviously, or you have mentioned that it was in a stadium that is a minor league stadium, you know, like a neutral field in basketball. So I think it was a great win. I mean, I won't even say a good win. I think that was a great win for them last night. And that may just give them some confidence if they can go in and sweep Middle Tennessee State. That is that's fifteen and two going into SEC play, or I think maybe sixteen. We got a midweek game next week too, so they have a chance to be on a really high confidence level going into SEC play. Now, does it, right. is that going to carry them against Ole Miss and Vanderbilt and all those teams? No. They're going to have to play their best baseball to win games and series against those teams. But not getting swept is huge, especially when you get into SEC play. Even if you don't win it, of course the goal is to win the series. But not getting swept is huge. If you can just avoid getting swept by some of those top-tier, top-five teams, that will go a long way as well. So we gotta we gotta at least win some games because if you can win some games against some teams like that, again, it'll it'll boost your confidence. Obviously, a series win would be huge, but I, I've been impressed with the team so far. Um, I, I think that again, last year was just one of those years where, you know, as far as the lineup and and the players we have on the team, it almost looks better than what we had on paper this year. But this team's playing better, in my opinion. So hopefully they'll keep it up. And then just one last thing on the Freddie Freeman deal. I mean, they got to sign him. I mean, it, and that's 
not to say anything that nobody already knows, but you have no idea. I mean, well, you do. You have an idea because it's going to be Armageddon around here if they don't sign Freddie Freeman. So I'm just – I'm like you, Brooks. I'm going to be checking my phone because if he goes to the Yankees or – the Red Sox or something, I'm going to just be... Heaven I might break the Dodgers. my phone. I mean, I might be in the market for a new phone tomorrow <laughs> because it's going to be bad. But anyway, I appreciate the time, guys. Y'all have a good one. And War Eagle, we'll be watching some basketball tomorrow. That's Y'all right. Good so one. good to hear from you again, Russell. We appreciate it. War Eagle, that's Russell from Auburn joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Can I tease you for a moment here? Oh, sure. At least I'm asking, because typically I don't ask, you know? Yeah, go ahead. Russell talks about he might be in the market for a new phone if bad news were to come across and that sort of thing, because he would throw it, and therefore damage would be done. That's correct. As you entered the studio here today, (laughs) you were nearly in the market for a new laptop, because I I guess your feet just tripped over themselves. No, it it was really, I just put my laptop, I was trying to carry it like a pizza pizza box in one (laughs) hand, and I just lost grip of it, and it just fell onto the counter. But it is A-OK? Closed, closed up. At, well, I don't know if this laptop has ever been A-OK, except right. for the first day I took it out of the box. But, uh, I've but it's dr- surviving. I've dropped it several times. You can see on the, on the side it's kind of cracking a little bit on the side. I need to get a new one anyway. So that would have just expedited the process. But it is, as it's uh, to its standards, it is relatively OK. That, that is how I would describe it. Relatively OK. Yeah. We'll That's how I would it. describe my life, too. <laughs> happy birthday, Brooks. Thank you. I'm finding every way possible to tell you that. I wished you a happy early birthday yesterday, and here we are on you, the day. You do it to everybody. I do it. You, yeah, you, I'm obnoxious about it. Day day before, day of, day after. Right. And then the entirety during the show, you right. always get as many of them in as you, as you possibly can. You know, we celebrated President's Day a week late. We I might did. also celebrate your birthday a week late, too. Who knows? I can't, I can't believe we haven't celebrated like Mardi Gras a week I know. Late or something. We need to figure out a way to do that. Let's take our next commercial break, the first one of the hour. You're listening to Sports Call. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson alongside Brooks Childress. We've got several athletic events currently taking place right now. And again, Tiger Talk coming up here at 6 o'clock on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. Uh, If people are on the Tiger Communications app, Brooks, and for some reason 
they want to stop listening to us but listen to high school sports right now, what can they find? What's going on? Uh, well, over on our sister station, 99.9 Kate FM, you're looking for some high school softball, some Beauregard High School softball taking on Pike Road right now. Uh, just walked through there, asked uh, our board op slash studio host slash uh, just Rock extraordinary star. person, General Javon Cutler is running, it, running the studio over there for uh, Bill May, Tim Sin, and Cam Berry who are on the call. It is one nothing Beauregard leading Pike Road right now. I didn't, catch, right. the, didn't catch the inning, but you can over on our uh, sister station 99.9 KDF film right on there on the app. It's literally just two clicks of a doop, button. Doop. Two, two, yeah, that, that, that was my click noise. Doop, doop. And then uh, on the other station, uh, 93.9 WQSI, some Smith Station baseball. You were out at Smith Station baseball the other night. Yeah, a lot of fun. Leica. Met Coach Mike Ferry, the head coach, really nice guy, and excited to root on that team this year. They're taking on Tuscaloosa County in the East Alabama Classic. So a little bit of Coach a... Ferry was talking about the fact that they played Gulf Shores last week, Brooks, yeah. at Gulf Shores, and they're going to get to play them again. And so Coach Simo at Auburn High School – uh, Opelika and Smith Station for six, seven years now have done this East Alabama Classic on spring break week for so many of these schools where they bring them from Birmingham, from Mobile area up to play all the schools. And uh, you get to see a lot of kind of what would be non-region would be the terminology yeah, I use here. Non-area games uh, at this portion of the season. So yeah, Smith Station, Tuscaloosa County playing one another. Not your traditional matchup. And I think we've uh, don't we have another game tomorrow over on our on our airwaves. We've got a uh, someone playing tomorrow too. I think so. it's so hard for us to keep up this time of year. I should be better at it, but uh, yeah, I think you might be onto something there, Brooks. We do have uh, Auburn baseball tomorrow against MTSG. I don't think we have a high school sporting event, Mr. Childress. No, we do. We do. Yeah, tomorrow on uh, ninety nine point nine KFM about three forty five. I'm going to get underway. It's uh, Smith Station taking on Sparkman in That's the East right. Alabama Classic. That's right. Okay. Awesome. That'll be fun then. Yeah. That'll be fun. We've got also coming up um, Auburn softball against Texas A&M this weekend. And we've got big series opening up. Big the, series. The Auburn play. baseball and MTSU. And then tomorrow during the middle of the day, you can listen on FM Talk 93.9 to Auburn men's basketball against Texas A&M with Andy Burcham, Hall of Fame coach Sonny Smith on the call. Paul Ellen providing updates too. And want to remind you, I know they've been doing a good job reminding everyone across the network, but once we hit the NCAA tournament next week for Auburn basketball, you will not be able to hear those games online. So the only way, if you want to listen to Andy Burcham, Sonny Smith, Brad Law, Paul Ellen call yep. the games, is only on our uh, sister station, FM Talk 93.9 in the Auburn. Radio area. exclusive. So... We can make that happen. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving forward with our show here today. And again, if you want to call in and be a part of the conversation, we would absolutely love that. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 As we get set for another exciting weekend of Auburn softball, let's remind you of our Player of the Week. Sports Call's Player of the Week. Auburn pitcher Matty Pinta is Sports Call's Player of the Week. The sophomore right-hander won MVP of the Jane B. Moore Memorial Tournament as the pitcher of record in all five games. Pinta went 5-0 in three days, racking up 38 strikeouts, giving up four hits, and allowing only one run over 19 total innings for an ERA of 0.37. Pinta leads the SEC in strikeouts with 121, which is 23 more than second place. Matty Penta is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Awesome stuff from Penta. Leads the SEC in strikeouts. She is so dominant. It's crazy. Uh, this Auburn offense is so much fun to watch. We discussed this on yesterday's show, Brooks. 
And uh, now I'd like to hear from you, Maddie Pinta, our player of the week. I mean, she's the, uh, you know, we saw last year, she's a sophomore, right? I'm just correct. sure. Her and Shelby Lowe, both sophomores. Correct. Started off last year, and we thought Maddie Pinta was going to be the star pitcher of that team after the first few weeks of the season. Right. But she then threw when, a no-hitter in her college debut. But then once conference That's play That's pretty came, good. That is extraordinarily good. <laughs> and she's like, this is easy. And then once conference play hit... Uh, Shelby Lowe took over that t- dominant pitcher spot. She was just on fire the rest of the year. Maddie Pinta kind of took a back seat. She'd get in there a few games, but it was Shelby Lowe's circle right. to dominate throughout the rest of that conference year. Well, we've seen that kind of flip back there. Shelby Lowe's still pitching really, really well, but Maddie Pinta has really stepped up here in the non-conference season for this Auburn uh, softball team. And if I'm a hitter, I'm scared to go up against this Auburn pitching staff because you've got if you if you can get to Maddie Pinta, Shelby Lowe is waiting in the in the dugout to, to come in and uh, take over, or vice versa. If you can get to Shelby Lowe, Maddie Pinta's waiting there. There's it, it's a really really great one-two punch for this uh, Mickey Dean team, especially since they seem to be finding their bats. That's been kind of a struggle we've talked about over the past few years. Amen. With this softball team, they seem to be kind of finding those bats this year. Uh, at least in the in the non-conference play, we'll see how that translates into SEC play coming up starting this weekend. But if you if you've got a softball team like this Auburn team does that can hit the button, hit the softball, and you've already got two really dominant pitchers, that's going to be scary going down the stretch. And especially you look at the schedule, you don't have to face Alabama, right? You don't have to face LSU this right. year. There, there's some. It's a very favorable schedule for this. Uh, this te- the biggest challenge is going to be that Florida series in a couple weeks against, I think, what, they're number two or three in the country right now. Correct. But other than that, you can come into this uh, this conference season if Maddie Pinta keeps pitching the way she has and you still got Shelby Lowe on this roster and the bats keep uh, keep hitting the ball like they have been. They, this is going to be a very scary softball team to face going down the stretch. Congrats to Maddie Pinta on being named Sports Call's Player of the Week. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, if you want to call in and chat with us, we'll chat with you. If not, more sports talk right after this. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress. Hometown lenders, baby, are you looking to buy or refinance the home that you're currently in? Are you not sure which loan is right for you? Just ask the folks at Hometown Lenders. Hometown Lenders' team of experts can help you no matter your situation. From first-time buyers to those about to retire, don't fight with the loan process on your own. Contact Hometown Lenders at 256-476-0823 or online at hometownlendersontheplains.com. Come by and see us at 1943 South College Street. Hometown Lenders, we make home financing 
easy and affordable. Texas A&M, a very exciting victory in overtime over the Florida Gators today. They almost blew it. Texas A&M led for the majority of the game. Florida did not grab their first lead until in overtime, actually. But the Aggies made a three-pointer with 0.4 seconds left to go. They win, and they will take on the Auburn Tigers tomorrow with a noon Eastern tip-off scheduled, 11 a.m. Central Time, 10.30 airtime right here on the Auburn Sports Network and on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Coming up on Sunday, Selection Sunday, we are going to get to learn where all of these teams will be playing in the NCAA tournament, and we will have that opportunity to chat with, uh, or excuse me, to fill out brackets at the start of next week. And then again, one week from today, the madness really gets started because the 64-team bracket starts happening first round games next Thursday and Friday and then they will play a round of 32 games next Saturday and Sunday so busy 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 time of the year and we love talking with you about everything going on in the wide world of sports again my name is JJ Jackson I'm joined in the studio today with the birthday boy Brooks Childress let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line and joining us now on the program Michael from Auburn Michael has called into the show hey Michael hey guys the uh tournament um because yeah, you said the field of 64, but is it is it technically still 64, or is it the, at 68? They'll do and, the 68, and, so they'll do the two games on Tuesday. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen that those play-in games have been, sometimes have not just been the 16C, but sometimes they were like the 11C. Correct. That, I think they okay. typically do two 11-seed games and two 16-seed games has kind of been the okay. recent trend over the last three or four years. And then I was going to ask y'all what you, your thoughts for like the I know the Alabama high school playoffs in basketball they have a uh, kind of a regional play-in tournament and then they take I think your top two teams or, or you have to win that tournament to make the playoffs they may take the winner and then the runner-up. But I mean you could have because I know a couple of years ago or last year the number one like ranked team I think in the state or number two team they like lost their conference or regional tournament and didn't make the state playoffs. so just wanted to get your guys thoughts on that because I know with baseball they've actually gone back to like a a a best two out of three you know a three-game series so you you kind of get more of the better better overall team and not just a flute game or something but your thoughts on that with basketball and then just a quick question or, or, or for college basketball is is I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to get rid of their coach and where do you think they go and do you ever see Billy Donovan coming back to the Gators? All right, we appreciate it. Thanks for the call today, Michael. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Michael from Auburn joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. That's a lot. We, we were looking for some material here. Uh, and if more phone calls want to come in, that's awesome. But uh, Michael with several questions there. Uh, a lot about AHSAA seating, which Brooks, I'll be 100% transparent with everybody. I'm still trying to figure out myself, uh, knowing that I didn't grow up here in the state and didn't see a lot of uh, the organization being put together. I've started to see it more over the past few years, but I do agree. Sometimes it's kind of confusing to see how these matchups, once you get to the postseason, are sort of paired up together and how they come to be. Yeah, that's. I was trying to look here and see um, it, how, it, how it works. It is... 
because uh, I'm I'm still in the, it is so you you have your regular season obviously then you have an area tournament right and then it's the top the whoever is plays in the championship game of your area tournament gets in because I didn't know I I was trying to figure out if it was the if it was just the whoever's the one the one seed in the right. area tournament and then whoever wins you know if it's the one seed and the two seed or if it's whoever wins the tournament and the one seed if it's not but this year I was just looking at uh the area that I'm most familiar with uh down in six A down on the the south part of the state. Uh, the area two. It was Spanish Fort and Robertsdale were in the area championship games. Spanish Fort was the one seed. Robertsdale was the three seed. Robertsdale's uh-huh. my my alma mater, uh, and they didn't end up making the state tournament. So it is the it, whoever the two teams that play in your area championship are then represent your area in the state tournament, um, and in the and go into you know then it depends on the classification. Everyone except for seven A has sub regionals and regional. Then regional finals. So you've got the sub regional, and then you head to the sub, the regional semifinals, the regional finals, uh, state semi. I like it. I mean, I, I think that you know, if if you were to, if I'm not going to say because I I do like the the selection process of college basketball, and I don't know if this is what Michael was trying to get to, um, but I, I you know, if you look at uh, this is basically how it is anyway, unless there's a a. Um, big big upset in a in the tournament is or in the conference tournaments is most of these most conference tournaments is, is is on the upper end of things at least you get the one seed and the whoever wins the the championship game going in or you get both you know the both teams that go to the, the conference championship game um are playing in the NCAA tournament it's not that not as much as you get down the lower ranges of seeding because you you know you have the America East who gets one you know basically they only get one bid unless there's a team that's really really good um, and then usually that team wins their conference tournament but you don't really have these once you get down lower in the lower tiers of conferences you don't really have the oh this is a three C that won the tournament they just stole a bid from someone else because it's like well no that's really just a one bid one bid league overall. Uh, but when, when you get to the high school level, you know, it, it I like it. it. It has a little bit more divert, you know, diversity. It, it, it rewards more of the getting hot at the end of the season. You know, you, you get in, if you get hot, you can go a long ways. And I think that makes more for more exciting basketball. Um, sometimes it doesn't pan out. Uh, like I said, Robert still was the three seed in their area tournament, made it to the, made it to the championship game of the area, uh, area two down there. And then. Uh, got got beat eighty four to thirty eight in their uh, sub regional game against McGill Tulin, and so uh, yeah, sometimes it doesn't always work out. But I, I think that's a, you know I, I really like the the way they play it. I I, I do in baseball it is kind of you know I, I do like the you play two out of three because uh, baseball is usually once you get up there things are good with the series, series yeah. feel. But like basketball, there's so many you know that you you're trying to get the basketball tournament moved along. Uh, you know, college doesn't do uh, a series in, you know, you do one championship game, you're done. Right. You don't play, you know, like the NBA plays seven games at, you know, could play up to seven games, best four out of seven. But I, I like, I like the, the high school layout for basketball. For college baseball? No, for high school basketball. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know where I heard you. So that whole time you were talking about basketball for a second. Yeah, but, but then you were it, talking about he, baseball he, he, and then you went back to basketball. How, right. how high school bas- baseball does the best of three and it you know I, I do like the series because I was sitting there remembering don't forget about the three game series at the very end of the college world series to win yeah it's yeah. just one game in college yes. basketball I think is what you're saying yes, yes. okay I, I don't but think in I college, baseball, college baseball okay 
but at one point you mentioned, baseball. and then you went to college, and yeah. so my brain was like, okay, I guess we're going to stay with. I'm sorry, I've it's confused okay. everybody now All at right. this point. Let's move on to Michael's next topic. Asked about Tom Crean. He is the Georgia Bulldogs head coach, or I guess we should say was, because it was rumored, 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 and now it's official. Georgia is going to part ways with Tom Crean as their next, or excuse me, as their head basketball coach. In terms of who's next, I have no earthly idea, but that's uh, that's obviously what they've got to figure out next for Georgia there in Athens as a potential candidates to take over that program. They've got to have someone that could turn it around, and it, it's kind of a bummer for Tom Crean because he has been a decorated coach, taking Marquette all the way to the Final Four. He won the Big Ten a couple of times as the head coach at Indiana, but the Georgia Bulldogs just completed their worst ba- basketball season in program history. Georgia just completed their worst basketball season in program history. That, Brooks, is a tough look. Yeah, and especially in a, in a basketball-rich state uh, like Georgia's, I, I, you know, everybody recruits Atlanta. Auburn has done a fantastic job. Bruce Pearl's done a fantastic job recruiting Georgia and recruiting that Atlanta area. And if you're Georgia basketball, if you're Georgia Tech basketball too, you shouldn't be allowing those, you know, other teams to come in and poach your, your players away from you like that. You've got to build a wall around the state. Uh, Georgia football Kirby Smart has done a phenomenal job of doing that, building a wall around the state and getting a lot of those top prospects. I mean, you know, there's so many players that leave, you know, leave for college football, uh, being recruited elsewhere. But, you know, Kirby Smart has done a really good job of building up his, building out that program and getting a lot of the top prospects from the state of Georgia and keeping them in state. Tom Crean was not able to do that, and that's how you win. That's how you win basketball games. Is you you've got to be able to put up a wall around your state, especially a, a state that's got Atlanta, and it's um you know it, you, that's that's where he fell flat. I I think that's where he fell flat is he was not able to keep a lot of that top talent in state uh, coming to Georgia, and yeah, it it just showed on the court that there was just there was no fight in that team last night. There was it was miserable watching that basketball game last night. We uh, talk about Billy Donovan as well, was a name brought up there by Michael. He currently serves as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls in the NBA. The Bulls are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. A return to Florida, I just don't think it's that likely right now. Obviously, Mike White, he's been uh, a hot seat guy for a couple of seasons, and now that it looks like Florida will not be dancing, I guess there's a possibility that the Gators could make a change in leadership of their men's basketball program but I just don't see a scenario where Billy Donovan leaves the NBA. He struggled a little bit in Oklahoma City. That's because you're seeing the end of the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook era together, and then Westbrook's gone. And But taking over for the Bulls team, they're very young, and they're really good this year, acquiring DeMar DeRozan alongside all-star Zach Levine. That's a good duo, Zach Levine, who's celebrating his birthday today. So again, happy birthday to Zach Levine. But I don't see Billy Donovan returning to Gainesville. Honestly, at this point, if you're in the in the NBA, there's not a lot of NBA coaches that leave the NBA and go back to college if you've left. I mean, you look at, um, who was the head coach at uh, Boston for the last few years? Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. He, he wanted to change a pace, but he didn't want to go back to college. He's like, I'm going to go and work in the front office here. Right. I'm just going to, you know, step. And I, th- I think if Billy Donner gets tired of coaching, that's what he would do. Because you look at... The since- only time we've seen that recently was Hoiberg, True. who was with Iowa State, then left Iowa State to be the head coach of the Bulls, got fired by the Bulls. Billy Donovan comes in to take over the Bulls, and Fred Hoiberg is now at Nebraska, it, back in college. It's 
it's such the. I don't think Billy Donovan comes back to college if if you're looking at it. I don't think he goes back to Florida. I don't think he goes back to college because once you go pro, and Hoiberg is you know is obviously a, a difference there. But once you go to the pros, you realize that you don't have to cater to 18 and 19 year olds anymore, and you don't have to recruit uh, anymore. You you just have a GM that basically does that for you. You have a GM that goes out and says, "Hey, we'd like to sign you. Here's money. Come play for us and everything." And so you don't have to go recruiting anymore. You just have to focus on the X's and O's of basketball. And then also, you look how the college game has changed in just the last you know 12 months. It has changed exponentially. In just the last 12 months, think of how much it's changed since Billy Donovan left Florida and went to Oklahoma City. Uh, it's it's such a different world. And if you are you know if you're Billy Donovan, you don't really you look at it. You say, do I really want to step back into the world where you've got NIL? You've got I've got to recruit these players for you know every single year. Uh, that they're there. You you've got to focus more on you know the one and dones, and you you've got to. It, it it's such a different world in college basketball now in college athletics now that it's you know if, if you're in the pros in any sport and you leave college go to the pros there's not really much incentive to go back you know yeah why would you go back yeah no that's that's fair to say three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine to be a part of the program as we go back to our Auburn Bank phone line the next caller due up is. James from Montgomery. James has called into today's program. Hello there, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, now that y'all were talking about the NIL deals and all these uh, different uh, allegations with uh, a lot of college players actually going from the college uh, side of things to the pros, and I think if I was actually playing for Auburn, if I was with Bruce Pearl and it was my last time playing with the guys, I'll probably stay for like maybe another year, year and a half at Auburn before I make my final decision, you know, from actually playing college basketball at Auburn to actually going to the pros. So I just have to just, you know, if, if any pro team out there wants to look at my stats or look at how good I am, I'll just have to say no. I'll just probably stay for another another year before I make my final decision on, you know, on going to the pros as well. So you would uh, you'd stick out the four years at Auburn if you were you're playing at Auburn. Yes, I'll, I'll just leave, I'll just uh, continue my four four years on the on the floor with the guys, and then um, whatever uh, my decision is, I'll just have to make a, a the right decision and the best decision for me as well. What position would you play if you wanted to if you were going to play basketball for the Tigers? I would have to play uh, guard or power forward, one of those two as well. Both different positions there, James. Do you have a good three-point percentage? I know you said you didn't want to tell the NBA teams your stats, but those are important. Do you have a good percentage from three-point range? Uh, yes, I do. I actually do have a good uh, percentage range on three-point. What is it? It's actually it's a pretty. It's like a eleven or twelve percentage in there in that type of range as well. Oh man, you might want to put some work in on that three-point shot. That that'll be helpful for some professional teams. Yes, as well because I just uh, just came from the gym earlier today, and I was just uh, you know practicing all my shots, and all my shots were really good. Heck yeah, that's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Anything else on your mind? Well, actually, I'm just going to see how Auburn is actually going to do 
for tomorrow. I know um, Texas A&M beat Florida, so I'm hoping that Bruce Pearl will actually have a great uh, game against Texas A&M. And I think we might we might win this game tomorrow on uh, Friday as well. I think it's a good chance that Auburn can win the baseball or excuse me the basketball game tomorrow against Texas A&M. Yeah, because I'm actually right now before uh, that game tips off tomorrow, I'm trying to see if Walker Kessler is going to actually keep, you know, keep that uh, momentum going and uh, seeing what Jabari Smith are actually going to do with with the with ball on the on I think like on defense and then on offense I think it will be like the Walker Kessler show you know just to tip it off when they when they actually play tomorrow as well sure all right well let's get some other SEC predictions for you because we got two more SEC tournament games today Mississippi State and South Carolina um I have Mississippi State favorite to win and I think they have a really good chance uh to actually win and um punch their ticket into the uh into the tournament into March Madness and I'm going to just see how the schedule uh, selection show will go this coming up Sunday and seeing uh, where uh, Mississippi State is going to be uh, ranked in, in, all of the, uh, in all of the rankings as well. A game tonight, 7 o'clock Central Time, Vanderbilt and Alabama on the SEC Network. What do you see? Um, I have Vanderbilt winning that one because I think with Vanderbilt, I mean, we played them two weeks ago, and I think Vanderbilt with Scotty Pippen Jr., I've seen his uh, work last well last night. I've seen his work, and he's really good. So I'll probably say that Vanderbilt is going to beat Alabama, and the final score will be Vanderbilt uh, 48 to Alabama 28. Wow, a big beatdown is what you predict. Yes, as well because I mean, with a lot of with a lot of um, outside that's coming from uh, Scotty Pippen Jr., he reminds me of his dad, uh, Scotty Pippen Senior. So he has that similarity to his dad as well. No, he's a very talented player, and hopefully, he gets the chance to play in the uh, in the NBA at some point in his future. Few minutes left in the show today, James. Anything else on your mind? Um, I don't have anything else, but I'm uh, going to keep all the NFL news uh, intact for you all tomorrow, and uh, see what uh, see what you all guys think of who's going to be the first round draft pick of the 2022 NFL uh, draft that's going to be coming up at the end of April as well. Amazing! Have a great Thursday, James, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, our buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on the phone lines. Tim Sin tweeting out a moment ago, Brooks, it is 10 to nothing right now, Beauregard softball over Pike Grove. That's wow. pretty awesome. That is, and I think he said the second inning, yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, Scoring picked up quickly. Get over there. We're, we're about to wrap up the show here, so uh, make sure you get over there and listen to that game. That sounds like a, a really, really fun game for our Beauregard Hornets. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Our Nightly TV Guide is brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Brooks Childress, what is coming up on television this evening, sir? Well, basketball. In short, basketball. There's so much basketball on tonight. The SEC tournament continues right now. I believe it is Mississippi State and South Carolina going at it later on tonight. 25 minutes after the South Carolina-Mississippi State game gets over, you'll have Vanderbilt and Alabama going at it right to play Kentucky tomorrow. All right. Get that right to play Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. Wouldn't want to do that. Uh, 6 o'clock this evening on ESPN. 
the ACC network, the ACC basketball tournament continues. Notre Dame plays who? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech and Notre Dame squaring off tonight. And then North Carolina, right after that, will take on the Virginia Cavaliers. Correct. They won by, what, a point last night? Very close game. Low scoring game. So, two big games in the big uh, the ACC tournament. The Big 12 tournament continues tonight as well, with Baylor taking on Oklahoma. And then Texas Tech taking on Iowa State. That's on ESPN2. On FS1, the Big East Tournament continues as Villanova takes on St. John's. And then Connecticut will take on Seton Hall tonight. Uh, The Big 12, or the Big East Tournament continues as well. Like I said, the Big East Tournament continues. NBA action tonight. Ben Simmons making his return to Philadelphia, but on the bench. but on the bench. He'll be sitting on the bench tonight. Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers at 6.30 on TNT. And then at 9 o'clock tonight, the nightcap. The Warriors of Golden State been slumping a little bit lately. They'll try to get get their feet back under them as they visit the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. I like it. That's our nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Happy birthday, Brooks. Thank you, sir. What a fun show it was here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. We are back on the air tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I'm off for a couple of days, but we'll still have a great show planned for you. Here on Auburn's First at Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. We'll miss you. For Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.